Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I appreciate uh, Sister Beth, your zeal this morning. Amen. Your passion in that lesson. Praise God. She said something in there that really struck a chord with me. And she said, today could be our last service together. And I'm not even talking about what the government's going to do. It could be our last service because this could be the day that the Lord calls the church home. Hallelujah. I believe that. Jesus said this, uh, when this gospel is preached unto all the world, uh, then the end shall come. Uh, I want you to know that the gospel has been preached through all the world. Uh, some are looking for the Antichrist. Uh, I'm looking for Jesus Christ to call the church home. Uh, blessed be the name of the Lord. We are so close uh, to the coming of the Lord. Uh, hallelujah. I believe it. It could be our last time of congregating together, regardless of whatever the government does. Uh, the Lord could say, here, my people, I'm calling you home today. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. I believe it. I believe that the Lord, amen, He is trying to wake up this American church. Amen. We have been so blessed to live in a land of prosperity. Amen. Of riches. We, if you make more than $30,000 a year, I'm sure all of you do, or most of you are close to that. You are in the top 1% of all income earners in the world. Come on. Come on. Come on. You are the 1%. Come on. Amen. We've got to be ready, amen, for the coming of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. He's trying to get the church ready. You know why? Because those who don't know the Lord, they don't know what to do. Suddenly their, their ground that they're standing on is being shook. And they don't know where to go. And the answer is not stop. Storming, uh, amen, the Capitol building. It's storming the altars. Praise God. This is where the answer, where the truth lies. In the church, we've got to be ready, amen, to preach the gospel, to bury them in baptism. Hallelujah. We've got the answers, and they need it. These last days. Hallelujah. This is going to usher in this great end time revival. I believe it. People are being stirred. Amen. Not just in the church. Uh -huh. They're being stirred. Praise God. And I don't know what is going to happen. Some of your worlds have been turned upside down. You woke up this morning and found out Russell Wilson is no longer a Seahawk. Uh -huh. <laughs> Serious. That's how I was greeted by Easton this morning. Was there anybody else greeted that way? Were you greeted that way? I'm sure it was Panic City at the Longhouse. 
Easton's like, I'm burning my jersey. I said, don't hold on to it. It might be valuable someday. I mean, come on, am I hitting it? That shows you the stability of this world. Even your $50 million contract. You think life is good and got it going, and then you don't even know it. The next day, you're not even on the same team. They moved you away. Hey, that's how this life is. Jesus says you want stability in your life? There's only one way. You won't find it in a job. You're not going to find it in a retirement package. It's not even the, uh, the Dow Jones that's going to put you into that peace of mind. It's only one place. Knowing this, that your foot's on the rock and your name's on the roll. Hallelujah. That's it. That's the only place of stability that you can find in this world. Praise God. Poor yeah. Russell. He has to live with that hot humidity now down there. Oh. Anyway, praise God. All right. Yes. Thank you, music team. Don't they do a wonderful job? Yes. Yes. Amen. We're gonna, I'll have you be seated in here in, in just a moment. Um, first of all, let me say this. Praise God. We are at 21 souls. We are running a deal, 100 souls in 100 days. And we are ahead of schedule. Praise God. I've got people texting me and they text and I've got one and they say that sometimes they have the name, sometimes they say where it is. And uh, we've got a couple of people that are really tearing it up. I think one at five invites and another one at three invites out of 21. Right, so one on. person has got a quarter of the invites. All right, come on. Woo. Uh, That's pretty awesome. Amen. Praise God. And so uh, what an exciting time to be living. Praise the Lord. And um, you might be wondering, some of you might be thinking, um, does... Uh, never seen him before with a beard. Well, you're right. You never have seen me before with a beard. <clears throat> and this may be the last day you ever see me with a beard. So, there's a chance. I'm probably, what's that? That's the big announcement. I will be doing photos in the foyer after church if you want to get one with me. Because she's probably coming off in the morning. <laughs> so, uh, it'll probably never happen again. If you want to get that photo, you can. Um, anyway, so, uh, um, and it's not because I don't look like I was attacked by a rabid porcupine. Um, that's not the reason why. It's just, uh, it's not me. And so, anyway, I don't know. It's not me. So, I'm sorry. Amen. I just, anyway. Are you all right with that? Is that fine? Some of you look great with beards. Some of you don't look so great with them, but that's all right. If you want to wear one, that's your prerogative. If you don't want to, amen, you can do that as well. Praise the Lord. Sooner the better. That's what he says. Amen. It's that bad, that hideous, huh? That hideous. 
I did have a client said to me, he goes, now, let me get this straight. You're growing this out because your 14-year-old son uh, wants you to do it? I said, yeah. He goes, and how much life insurance has he bought from you? <laughs> I said, okay, I got it, I got it, I got it. Amen. <clears throat> All right. If you have your Bibles, you're already standing, so I don't have to ask you to stand. Amen. I know I'm rambling, but I'm having fun because this could be our last time together. I want it to be enjoyable. Amen. Jeremiah 32, 26 and 27. I about fell out of my seat over there when Sister Alicia quoted her scripture this morning. And I was like, oh. And when Sister Beth was saying things that I was thinking... I was like Easton as a little boy when he got excited. Oh. <laughs> he didn't get that from my side of the family. <laughs> I've seen police do that occasionally. Do. <laughs> and so, anyway, but he, when he was a boy, he would do it all the time. We were like, what's going on with him? <laughs> okay. Focus, laser beam. <laughs> Then came the word of the Lord unto Jeremiah, saying, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Oh, when she said that, oh I was like, man. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I feel the Holy Ghost in here right now. Amen. Whatever you need from God, He can handle it here today. If you need a healing in your body, would you reach out to Him right now? Hallelujah. If you need deliverance from sin, would you reach out to Him right now? Hallelujah. In the name of the Lord, we're going to go to Him in prayer. Blessed be the name of the Lord, Heavenly Father, Lord God. We are so thankful for the liberty that we have here in this country, Lord God. We do not take it for granted, Lord God. And we pray, Lord Jesus, that you would allow us to continue to assembly peaceably here. Oh, Lord, as our hearts desire, Lord God. I pray, Lord, that you would move upon this congregation, that you would sweep forth in a mighty way. God, that you would mend broken hearts here today, oh, Lord God. That you would increase revelation and understanding of your word. That you would deliver from sin, Lord God. That you would remove the chains, amen, of sin that may be upon individuals here. God, that you would give deliverance, O oh Lord. We bless you. We lift you up. We magnify you as the one and only God, the creator of all things, amen, the redeemer of mankind. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Let me explain what's going on here in, in this uh, scripture setting in the book of, of Jeremiah. And the pastor has done a uh, phenomenal job if you're, if you're coming and uh, hearing him talking about, I think it was just a couple of weeks ago he was talking about Jeremiah on uh, Wednesday night and it's, uh, some people refer to him as the weeping prophet, but really he is the prophet 
at the time when uh, the mightiest kingdom upon the earth uh, was taking siege upon Jerusalem. They had built ramps up against the city. They were outnumbered. If you think of like the Alamo, uh, where you had this massive army surrounding it. And what was going on is that Jeremiah, he had prophesied uh, that what is going to happen is this. Uh, there is coming a king uh, who is going to take over the city, destroy and burn down the city. And yes, you king are going to see that king eyeball to eyeball. Could you imagine if the Lord gave you that message and said, now go, now go tell that to the king? And so you know what the king did? The king, he put a little dungeon prison in his own house and was keeping Jeremiah in it. Right? And so here it is. It is the darkest days of what's left of the great kingdom of Israel. Ten of the northern tribes have already been taken into captivity. There's two left. They're in the stronghold, the city of David in Jerusalem. It's 1,300 years from Moses leaving Egypt and going into the promised land. And it's the last king of Israel. And the word is that it's all coming undone. The enemy is at the gate and everything is going to be burned. It's the end. And so my message is this. The title is, It Doesn't End Here. Good. It doesn't end here. Right. So in the midst of all of this, the Lord, he speaks to Jeremiah. He says, here's what's going to happen. Your cousin is going to come to you. And your cousin sees the handwriting on the wall. And so he's going to offer his land to you. And you buy it. What? Hold on, time out, God. I thought you just said that the that the enemy is taken over, that it's going to be done. Everything's going to be burned. And you're telling me to now buy land? Oof. You see, that's how the Lord operates. He's always expanding his territory. He's always expanding the kingdom. Even in the darkest days, the church is always on the offense. We're always looking to grow. We're always looking to spread the good news of the gospel. They might have us locked down. They might have us quarantined down. But I want you to know that you cannot stop the church. The kingdom is always expanding. You and I, we are to be about the Lord's business and that is expanding the territory of the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. 
I believe that uh, with all of my heart. Uh, we don't have to have the full understanding of it, uh, but we've got to believe uh, that God wants to expand uh, His kingdom uh, even in the darkest days, uh, even in the darkest hours. Uh, we've got to be out there. That's why I'm so grateful uh, and so thankful, amen, uh, for the people uh, that are out there, amen, and that are witnessing and inviting people out. You're right, Sister Beth. It has made me more mindful and cognizant of it. I'm inviting more than I was what I was inviting last year. I sent out two texts to two guys. Can't count them until they respond back, either a yes or no. So, and this morning with those two. We are now at 23. I just got a response over there from yesterday. One said, I'm working tomorrow. And uh, get in there and do a great job. I told him, hey, I'm going to. I said, you need to come. They're going to be letting me speak. (laughs) And then the other one. Um. He was actually baptized years ago, and uh, he said, thank you for thinking of me reaching out. Can't come today. Let's get together next week and have coffee. I want to talk with you. Praise God. We have got to be expanding the kingdom. Hallelujah. When we make his business our business, then he takes care of our business. Hallelujah. Paul, he said, look, you got to go back to your first love, right? Amen. Uh, or in, in speaking of the, the churches in the book of Revelation, amen. Go back and do your first works. I thought about when they were talking about tithes earlier. I remember when I came in and gave my heart to the Lord. And, and they said that, uh, amen, that uh, the Lord, he, he, he is entitled uh, to... 10% of what he gives you. And, and so I started just putting uh, money in the offering bag. And then after about a month, and just throwing cash in. I didn't even have a checkbook at the time. I was just throwing cash in there, right? And uh, somebody came to me and said, uh, Brother Jeff, are, are, you, are you putting cash in the offering? I go, yeah. Yeah, we're supposed to be paying our tithes. And they, they said, well, yeah, but now we don't, we don't have a way to track it, so we can't give you a receipt that you can deduct off your taxes. And I said, deduct off my taxes? I don't, is that, can we do that? Is that biblical? Because I thought, don't let the right hand know what the left hand was doing. And I wasn't looking at it for a tax deduction. I was just looking at it because hey, I was thankful to be serving the Lord, right? And I, I bet if you go back to when you first came in, the first thing you didn't think of was a tax deduction, right? No. And, uh, and, and so, uh, anyway, praise God. Yes, so when you said that, Sister Beth, I said, sure you will. Amen. You'll continue. It's not about a tax deduction. Amen. And you brought up the point about 501c3. I think it's going to be even worse than that. It's going to be like how it is in Canada. It'll be considered hate speech. 
So anyway, that's all right because it doesn't end here. <laughs> it doesn't end here. It looks like they're winning, but they're not. <laughs> It doesn't. It doesn't end here. So Jeremiah, he's like, okay, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm doing this thing, and he gets it all done. And then he finds out that God says, here's the reason why. Yes, all that's going to come true, but there's coming a day, amen, that after 70 years, I'm going to give the land back. There's going to be crops that are going to grow, and the land that you purchased today, it will be for an inheritance for your children. He says, I want you to know, Jeremiah, it looks dark. It looks like there's no victory. But I want you to hear this. It doesn't end here. There's coming a better day. The sun's going to shine. We're going to be victorious. We're going to live in the land of prosperity. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Listen to this. Here it is, Jeremiah 32 and and, uh, verse... uh, Well, before I go there, let me say, uh, he he tells them to do this. uh, And then... So Jeremiah, he purchases the land. He's got the deed. Everything's been sealed. And then the Lord says this to him. Jeremiah 32 and 14. Before I read that, I just saw the kecks back there. And I, I think they can hear me. Amen. It's so good to see them. Amen. And uh, it's good to see everybody here today. David, David, amen. But I tell you, it's, it is good to see the kecks. I'm going to say something here really quick. Probably about 11 or 12 years ago, Brother Keck on a Sunday morning, maybe... I can't remember if it was Sunday school or if he was ministering, but he taught a lesson on the the oil that they anointed with in the Old Testament and the ingredients that they put into it. It was the best message that I have ever heard on the anointing oil. I have tried to find that information And I cannot find it because I thought, man, I would love to teach on that. Amen. So I need to get the notes from you. Amen. Because that was the greatest message that I had ever heard on that Old Testament anointing. Do you remember that message? Amen. Get those notes dug up. He's probably got it right in here. He knew it so well. I could tell it was in his heart. Amen. But uh, praise the Lord. But let me get back to this. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel. So Jeremiah has done it. He's purchased the land. He's got the deeds. He's signed the signature. The seal is put on the paper. Take these evidences. This evidence of the purchase. Both which is sealed and this evidence which is open. There was two documents. One that was sealed, right? And then a copy of one that will be there for all to read. There's two of them. And look what he says to do with that. And this evidence which is sealed and this evidence which is open and put them in 
an earthen vessel. Put them in an earthen vessel. These two documents, the seal and the written script. Put them in to an earthen vessel that they may continue many days. If you read some other translations, instead of many days, for, for long, long periods of time, for, for of a continual basis, okay? For a very long period of time. He says, I want you to take these documents uh, and I want you to put them in an earthly vessel uh, and then put them somewhere where they can be held for a long time uh, because there's coming a day when the day of redemption is going to happen and that thing right there is going to show ownership uh, and possession of what you have. I believe this is a picture of the New Testament born again believer the Bible says I've been sealed when I've got the Holy Ghost just as that document had the seal upon it and it was put in an earthen vessel I want you to know when Jesus died upon the cross the veil in the temple was rent God no longer dwelt in a box but he dwells now he puts the seal inside earthen vessels hallelujah I'm just clay formed by the hands of God hallelujah I want you to know that if you have the Holy Ghost, you've been sealed. It's a sign of possession, ownership. In that case, it was Jeremiah. In God's case, it's his people. It's his children. His seal is set upon you. And it's held in these earthly vessels. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. He said this. He goes later on in the book of Jeremiah. God says there's coming a day those tables of stone where I wrote my word upon I'm going to write my word upon the tables of man's heart I want you to know when God fills you with the Holy Ghost he puts his commandments inside of you those commandments on a rock they had no ability they had no strength and power to change a man's direction or life you can only change the way you walk and the way you go the way you think what you desire only after God puts his word on the tables of your heart. The Bible says that you are an open book for all men to read. It's because he's laid out an open word of God and he's hid it inside of an earthly vessel. That's you and I. We are the word. Amen. Living inside of us. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. I want you to get the understanding of what God has done. He's put a seal on the deed of ownership upon you and inside is the word of God living and breathing in your heart. Amen. He said keep one open for all to see and read. My life, your life, it's an open book for all men to read after you get the Holy Ghost. Hey, what's going on with Woods? He's not coming around anymore. He's not talking the same way. He's not going to the same places. He's not doing the same things. He's not hanging out with the same group of people. I didn't have to say anything. They read this word that was inside of me. Hallelujah. That's why people say there's something a little different about him. Something a little different about her. It's because the word is right there and they're 
they're able to read it. Amen. Blaze God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know what? He said, when we come back, when you come back, you're going to need that because that's going to show you your possession, you have entitlement of it. When the Lord steps out of glory, what he's going to do, he's going to look for the earthen vessels that have his seal upon it. Hallelujah. This isn't games. Hallelujah. This isn't a nursery rhyme. This is life or death, heaven or hell, saved or lost. You've got to have a seal of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Kept in your body. And this is how the Lord is going identify. Amen. You know, Google and Facebook, they're trying to identify you, but they are so far behind the Lord of glory. Amen. He doesn't need a chip. He's already got a seal. Hallelujah. He knows who's his and who's not. Praise God. He knows the goat from the sheep. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm so thankful that I've been sealed by the hand of God. Amen. Praise God. You know, these are tough times. They are tough times. I think about, I see it all the time. Because I'm dealing quite a bit with people that are not in the church. And I'm dealing with them on their most sensitive issues. Their money. And I had somebody say to me this week, I was sitting down with them. I called him up. He has not seen his kids, grandkids. They're hunkered down in fear. He says it's been a miserable year. He's a great guy. He's recently widowed. He's by himself. There's a lot of people like that. <clears throat> he says... It's been miserable. I want you to know this. These streets, these blocks, this community, it's full of people that have no hope. And they're living in misery. They are. They are living in misery. And they don't know where to turn. In the book of John, the book of John is an interesting book. It highlights seven miracles of Jesus. It starts with the water turning into wine, and then it progresses. In the very last miracle before Jesus dies and resurrected and ascends into heaven, the very last miracle of the book is the miracle of Lazarus being called from the tomb. I want to say something about that. I'm running out of time here, but I want to say this. Lazarus lived in a place called Bethany. Jesus had been to Bethany many times. He had ate at Simon the leper's house who lived in Bethany. 
Do you know what one of the meanings of the name Bethany means? House of misery. House of misery. House of the afflicted. House of misery. He said, what I got to do before I finish and give and pay the final price, I've got to visit the house of misery. Now, there is an individual out there who tried to somewhat back, tried to change it to house of dates. And then if you look and do a deep dive, you'll find that through the Dead Sea Scrolls, Bible scholars I was looking at on the Oxford um, Bible study last night, and they really believe that perhaps Bethany was even a uh, colony of lepers. Or at the very least, it was a place of hospice where lepers were. It was a place of misery. Jesus, he's, before he left, amen, he had to go to the house of misery. I want you to know this, that the Lord, he wants, amen, to come and visit the house of misery here today. He wants to come in and he wants to sup with individuals who feel like that there's no hope. They feel like they're in the darkest days. Jesus, he had to go to Bethany, the house of misery and he wants to come amen to a time and a place when people feel like they live in a house of misery hey we've got it right here in our earthly vessels we just gotta share the good news of the gospel amen hallelujah house of misery Take a look at this picture. Do you have that picture? This was a story by the History Channel March of last year. Quarantine for life. The tragic history of U.S. leprosy colonies. Do you know for thousands of years if you were a leper it was a sentence of quarantine. In this story, I read it. It's about how the last leprosy colony in America started in 1866. It's in Hawaii. In 2015, they were down to six people. Most of them were in their late 80s, early 90s had been living in there since they were children. I had another picture in India. I didn't put it, I didn't want to do too much, but in India, they have a village of lepers. Men, women, and children. There's about a thousand of them. They survive by making baskets. Terrible picture. I saw this man like this. His hands are eaten away. His fingers are eaten away. They're like little clubs because of leprosy. That's the physical side. 
of it. But here's the thing is this. Jesus, he's trying to get the message across that he is the only hope that this world has. Amen. It is it. Uh, don't be thinking that uh, that things are all terrible because I want you to know uh, that Jesus is getting ready to expand the kingdom. Uh, hallelujah. Amen. There is going to be a revival uh, that the U.S. church, uh, we only think about that happens uh, overseas. It's going to happen right here uh, because those who are living uh, in quarantine uh, under the house of misery are going to see the light that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man come to God except through Him. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. But I want you to know this as I get ready here. I want you to hear this here, what Jesus says. At this time when He calls Lazarus out of the tomb. He came to to minister to the house of misery, but he came to show the world that he had authority over death. Woo! Lazarus had laid in the tomb three days. He said, roll away that stone. He stood there and called his name and he came out of that place. He has authority over death, hell, and the grave. But there is a little, there's a little sliver of the rapture in his statement. And I want to read it to you. It's found, do you have that scripture in John 11, 25 through 26? Here we go. This is at Lazarus' house. Lazarus. He's dead. He's talking to his sisters. Listen to what Jesus says. Jesus says unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. Now, here it is. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. The dead in Christ shall be raised, rise first. Lazarus is a picture of the dead in Christ. Jesus says, He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. If you believe in him, what's believing on him? He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall do what? Flow rivers of living water. This spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. That's what he said in John chapter 7. If you're going to believe on me, he says, you're going to get the proper interpretation of believing on me. Something's going to happen. What's going to happen? Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. This he was speaking of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost had not yet been poured out, the Bible says at that time. If you believe on him, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Now watch this. Look at this next verse. And whosoever liveth, and believeth in me shall never die. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, back up. If you live and you believe, you shall never die. How's that going to happen? I thought everybody was appointed unto death. Not everybody. 
Because there are going to be people that are raptured out of here. If you believe and are living, you're not going to die. What does that mean? That means if I believe and I'm alive when the Lord calls his church home, I'm not going to taste death. Right there. The dead in Christ shall rise first and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet him in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Right? Jesus is letting him. He says, hey, hold on. I am the resurrection. I am the life. If you you have believed in me and did, you're going to live. If you're alive and believe, you're not going to die. I want you to know this is not where it ends. If you go by the grave, it doesn't end in there. If you're alive when the day that the Lord calls His church home, I don't even have to worry about death because I've got a date, a destiny with glory because I've been sealed by by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Church, we've got to understand we are it. Right now, this is the hour. Today is the day of salvation. We are closer now than when we first started. Hallelujah. It's time to make commitments. It's time, hallelujah, to think about how am I going to keep me and my house saved? How am I going to have my family and my children saved? Amen. I know there's the natural of being prepared and those types of things. I'm, I'm not the best at that. I remember Y2K. I didn't do any preparation. I went to Winco and there was like nothing in the store. Anyway, yeah, my wife's always getting on. Why don't you buy more? Well, if you... Anyway. I've just never been like that because then it goes to waste. I'm throwing things away. Take no thought for tomorrow, right? I just buy what I need for today. Anyway, praise God. We are so close to the coming of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Whatever happens, uh, you've got to have hope uh, in believing that this is not where my life ends. This is not how the story is finished for the church. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. We have an appointment, uh, a date with destiny. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe it. Hallelujah. I think the Lord right now, amen, I believe that what He wants to do is He wants to make new ground. He wants you to think about expanding your territory. How many people will you affect? How many can you reach? Amen. The warning has been given. Work while it's still daylight. For night cometh when no man shall be able to work. Seek him while he still yet may be found. There's coming a day when they're not going to be able to seek him. Did you lose me? Okay, there's coming a day, uh, amen, uh, I believe this, uh, that there's coming a final date, uh, that will be it for the Gentile bride. Those apostles, the pastor said it the other day, they thought that Mm -hmm. the Lord was coming back in their life. 
Peter stood up in Acts chapter 2 and said, We're not drunk as ye suppose, being as the third hour today, but this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. In the last days, saith God, I'm going to pour out my spirit. The last days started 2,000 years ago. It's been two days in God's time. Yes, Hallelujah. If I can have the musicians to come. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I love you, Lord. I love you, oh, Lord God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You know, the Lord is not sending a an army of angels into this world. His army's right here. He's not called us to physically fight. He's going to do that on that great and terrible day of the Lord. He's called us to prayer. He's called us, amen, to spreading the good news of the gospel. His hope rests upon you and I. Amen. I want to hear that. Well done, now good and faithful servant. Am I perfect? No, I'm not. I make mistakes all the time. Amen. But I've learned this. If I be faithful in the little things that God has given me, a wife, children, possessions he will trust me with great things in the world to come somebody said Jeff you're crazy no I'm in the word of God this life is but a vapor here today and gone tomorrow I'm sorry Maximus in the gladiator he doesn't have it right what you do in this world doesn't echo in eternity what you do in this world will determine your eternity that's a good movie though oh lord help us right now hallelujah hallelujah would you just close your eyes where you are right now? Would you allow the Lord to sweep over you? Would you put aside any bitterness and animosity? Would you say, God, amen, I want to be your child. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. If you've been sealed with the Holy Ghost, why don't you thank Him right now and say, thank you, God. Amen. I'm glad that you have possession and ownership of me. And I'm going to keep it until that day. Amen. In this earthly vessel. And if I go by the way of the grave, I shall not fear because I know I shall live. Amen. And that I know that if I'm alive, I don't need to be afraid of death because I shall live forever with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. 
now. Amen. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. I got the Holy Ghost. I started receiving it when I was in the third row. Amen. Of the pews. I stood up. I lifted my hands. And the Holy Ghost started to pour in through me. I didn't know what to do. I ran down to the altar. And God healed me. Hallelujah. If you're feeling the Lord right now, would you reach out to Him? Hallelujah. He's a gentleman. He's not going to kick the door open. But if you would surrender. I got my hands up. I surrender to the authority of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, that's it. I feel it in the Holy Ghost right now. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Would you stand with me right now where you are? Would you reach out with your hands? Amen. The Bible says to stretch out holy hands unto Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Maybe you feel like that you're not holy. Amen. Hallelujah. You feel like you've been marred. That's all right. Stretch out your hands and surrender and say, God, I give up. That's it. Go ahead, Brother Long. Go ahead and sing. Hallelujah. I feel the Lord here right now in the name of Jesus. That's it. Amen. Hallelujah. The Lord is coming for those who have His seal in these earthly vessels. He 